If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Getting you ready for kickoff. This is the pregame show on VSIN, the sports betting network. Oh, you know what time it is. It is the pregame show here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Femi Abebefe coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. It is week 17 in the National Football League. 15 games today, nine in the early window, kicking off in just one hour from right now. We have five late in the afternoon, and of course, one on Sunday Night Football between the Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay Packers. Coming up, we got two live reports talking Cardinals, Cowboys at 930. Then, of course, in five minutes, Chiefs Bengals, the big game here in the early window slate. Then at 9.15, the Circa owner, Derek Stevens, and the VP of Operations, Mike Palm, also the host of Odds On weekdays here at Visa. And they'll join us at 9.15, talk a little Circa Survivors, Circa Million, and what they're seeing behind the window. Then, of course, at 9.45, look at the NFC and AFC playoff picture. But before we get into all that, let's get into the headlines today for Week 17. And the first headline, in my opinion, is... Home cooking to start the new year, maybe. 11 of 15 games feature home favorites of at least a field goal. Seeing these home favorites, they're getting bet quite a bit this morning. We'll get into that all throughout the show. Hey, QB2, you're up. San Francisco, Detroit, and Minnesota all starting backup quarterbacks. Trey Lance starting for Jimmy G. Tim Boyle starting for Jared Goff, who's hurt. And Sean Mannion, the most unexpected starter for the Minnesota Vikings as Kirk Cousins ended up on the reserve COVID list. And then, of course, 
big games, big spreads. Five double-digit favorites with today's games. Tampa Bay, Buffalo, New England, San Fran, and Green Bay. All double-digit favorites today. All right, let's get into who's in and who's out, what you need to know before making your bets here. Kickoff, top of the hour, nine games. So starting with the actives, both wide receivers for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Evans and Antonio Brown, will play in this game. Big news for Tom Brady as the Bucs right now, 14-point favorites in the Meadowlands, taking on the New York Jets total of 47.5. Let's go to the inactives. Of course, Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is out. Tyler Huntley is in after Jackson practiced on Wednesday, did not practice on Thursday or Friday. No Emmanuel Sanders for the Buffalo Bills. No Kadarius Toney for the Giants. Of course, Justin Fields is not going to start for the Chicago Bears. It will be Andy Dalton in that game. And Curtis Samuel missing another game here for the Washington football team. So those are the inactives and actives for who's in and who's out in week 17 of the National Football League early window games. And let's get to one of the big games from the early window, the Ravens and the Los Angeles Rams. What a game this will be. LA 11 and four straight up eight and seven against the spread while Baltimore eight and seven straight up seven and eight ATS. Now the Ravens are 15, five and one ATS in their last 21 games as an underdog. Also the over Six and one in the Rams' last seven games against teams with winning records. I kind of like this over here. We've seen the over get bet up in some spots right now. 47 is the total right now. It's opened up at 45 and a half. So interesting move in the market. They're favoring the over, but the line also went up to seven. We saw it hanging out at six, six and a half earlier this morning. Now it's at seven with this game between the Rams and the Ravens. Obviously, the news of Lamar Jackson being ruled out pushed that number to the key number of seven. The Ravens, of course, need to win this game in order to keep their AFC North title hopes alive. They can still sneak in to the seventh seed as a wild card, I believe. But if they want to win the division, they have to win today as seven-point underdogs. Important note for Baltimore, Marquise Hollywood Brown is active. He missed Thursday and Friday's practice with an illness, but he is now active for the Baltimore Ravens. But their secondary is just so banged up. Anthony Averitt has been ruled out earlier this week. They are down like five cornerbacks. It's going to be difficult to see how they can keep up with this Rams passing attack. The last two weeks, we talked about on Point Spread Sunday, the quarterback that's played the Baltimore Ravens has led the day in passing yards, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, and then a week ago it was Joe Burrow who threw for 525 yards. Matthew Stafford had a shaky game last week against the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see if he can also lead the day in passing yards against that Ravens secondary that is ever so banged up. The early game, another game that's interesting here in this early window, probably the biggest game, might be the biggest game of the day, the most pivotal game in the AFC playoff picture, happens to be in Cincinnati, Ohio. The Chiefs taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, and we've seen some line movement in that game. It was four and a half, as high as five and a half earlier in the week. Now it's down to three and a half with the Kansas City Chiefs as the favorite. Total sitting at 51. This also has been bet towards the over. Opened at the total of 47. Now at the number of 51. And to help us preview this game in depth is one Nate Jacobson, sports betting analyst over at Stadium, joining us here on the pregame show. Nate, appreciate you coming in. Happy New Year. Hope all is well with you. Just in your opinion, who deserves the credit for this Bengals offense being so prolific so far this year? Well, it definitely has to be Joe Burrow and obviously his receivers too, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, even Tyler Boy, who is very good out of the slot. But personally, 
I'm not the biggest fan of Zach Taylor. I don't think he's qualified to be a head coach in the NFL. And it's really Joe Burrow who's carrying Zach Taylor's offense. So definitely Joe Burrow, the former Heisman Trophy winner and former number one pick, giving hope to the Cincinnati Bengals franchise. Well, yeah, I was glad you brought up Zach Taylor because that was going to be my next question of like, all right, this offense, clearly Joe Burrow is the engine behind it. And they might be performing well in spite of one Zach Taylor. So I mentioned it earlier, the betting market has been betting this total up all week long, open 47, now sitting at 51. Do you agree with this movement toward the over in this game? Yeah, I think it makes sense, especially when you have both offenses. And and the Cincinnati Bengals obviously put up a huge number against the Ravens last week. It looks like the weather in Cincinnati is going to be mild. But I think the key for me in this game and the matchup that I like the Chiefs in is their offense against the Bengals' defense, especially having an elite tight end in Travis Kelsey. The Bengals have really struggled stopping tight ends this year. We saw last week with Mark Andrews, although it was a very good game strip for the Ravens to be throwing in. But then three weeks ago when they hosted the 49ers, George Kittle had 13 catches for 151 yards. So you have an elite tight end in Travis Kelsey and add in the narrative that he went to the University of Cincinnati. He's from (laughs) Ohio. I feel like Travis Kelsey's in for a big day for prop players. And ultimately, the reason I like the Chiefs at the current number, minus three and a half, is their offense with Kelsey against the Bengals defense that struggles to cover the middle of the field. Yeah, you mentioned it. Travis Kelsey right now, his prop at DraftKings is 74 and a half yards, and you would like that over. That's fair to say? Yeah, definitely over on uh, receiving yards, over on receptions. I guess my one worry would be he is coming off the COVID list. He didn't play last week. And Tyreek Hill was on the COVID list as well last week. He was activated before the game against the Steelers, but he admitted that he was gassed. He wasn't 100%, and he was tired. So maybe Travis Kelsey Mm -hmm. still has some of those effects. And I know that Kelsey was – in Dallas or in Arlington on Friday watching his alma mater play yep. Alabama in the semifinal. So hopefully he's focused. I know the Chiefs are in the driver's seat for the number one seed in the AFC. If they win and Tennessee loses, they'd clinch the one seed. So obviously there's some maybe worries about Kelsey and his health, but I think that the matchup suits very well for Kansas City, a team that's probably going to want to attack the middle of the field anyway, just because the Bengals struggle in that area. We're speaking with Nate Jacobson, sports betting analyst over at Stadium. Nate, it's interesting because you said you like Kansas City to win this game and to cover that number of three and a half here. Well, the right now at DraftKings, the Bengals are minus 225 to win the AFC North. If they lose this game, it very well could come down to next week's game at Cleveland. Do you think this Bengals team will win the division ultimately, or do you think someone else might be live in that division to take the crown? No, I gl- I'm glad you brought this up because I at- would advocate betting the Browns before these uh, early games start to win the division five to one, maybe even some five fifty six to one, because there's really four things that need to happen for the Browns to win the division. And that's the Chiefs beat the Bengals and the Chiefs are a small favorite. So that's very possible. And then have the Rams, who are now up to a seven point favorite beat the Ravens. And if that happens, the Browns control their own fate. They just would have to beat the Steelers tomorrow night, Monday night football. And then they host the Bengals, a team that they crushed in Cincinnati in October, and they'll have a chance to win the division. So even though the Browns are in last place, they only need four things to happen to win the division. And based on the fact that we have two underdogs today in the Bengals and Ravens, who if they lose, it opens the door for the Browns. I think the Browns are worth a shot to win this division. As crazy as that sounds, given all the COVID issues they've had the last two weeks.
Yeah, it might sound crazy to people that don't track the lines or the odds, but I am in complete agreement with you here, Nate. If chalk prevails, the Browns win the division. Just based on all the lines that we've seen with all the games that you mentioned, the things that the Browns need. Now it's the Cleveland Browns. They might try to find a way to screw it up, but if chalk were to prevail, they would be the division champions. Here we got about a minute and a half left here, Nate. I want to ask you about Patrick Mahomes, 12-1 to to win the MVP. Is there any chance he can come from behind and surpass an Aaron Rodgers and win this award? You know, at 12 to 1, I'd probably pass on this bet. Maybe it's intriguing. And I know, I think earlier in the season when they were going through their struggles and they were a three and four football team, he was like 50 to 1, maybe even higher in some places. But it feels like it's Rodgers to lose at this point, especially because Green Bay is a 13 or maybe it's down to 12, but double digit favorite tonight at home against the Vikings on a national stage. So if he plays well, that's going to help his case. And then they play the Lions next ga- next week in a game where if all the favorites win in the NFC, the Packers will be fully motivated to try to get the one seed. So I don't think Mahomes is worth a play uh, 12 to one and really at any price, unless it's something really outrageous. So I, I would stay away from Mahomes, especially because if the Chiefs win this week, the Titans lose and they're in a closely line game then there's a chance that the Chiefs rest starters when they go to Denver next week and Mahomes won't even have another data point to maybe make a case for MVP. Excellent stuff. As always, he is Nate Jacobson, sports betting analyst for Stadium. If you like what you heard from Nate, make sure to tune in at the top of the hour. He'll be on the green zone watching and keeping tabs of all things Chiefs Bengals here throughout the afternoon. Nate, appreciate you. Happy New Year once again, and good luck today, bud. Thanks. Happy New Year. You too. All right. Good info right there. We're going to talk some playoff picture in AFC, NFC later on at 945. But he brought up a very good point right now with the Cleveland Browns possibly being live in this division despite being in last place. Plus 550, plus 600. Seems fair to me. On the other side, the owner of Circa Resort and Casino, Derek Stevens, along as the VP of Operations, Mike Palm, joined the show from Circa to talk all things Circa Million and Survivor here on the pregame show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the pregame show on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a play card, debit, MasterCard, and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by MetaBank NA member FDIC. It is the pregame show coming to you from VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe helping you get set for Week 17 in the National Football League. It's kicking off at the top of the hour with nine games in the early window. And to help us get ready for this slate of games today is one Mike Palm, the VP of Operations over at Circa Resort and Casino, also the co-host of Odds On, which you can see weekdays here at the network. Mike, hope all is well. Happy New Year. Got to start where we usually start with Circa Survivor. We got five entries left here, Mike. How do you think this is going to shake out in the last couple of weeks of the season? Well, you know, Femi, it was pretty interesting, the five picks. We thought you have to use the 49ers if you have them against the Texans, Trey Lance and all, right, because of the point spread on the game. It gives you the biggest hedging opportunity uh, to use them. So two, two of the five survivors had the 49ers, and they used them. Now the other three really dicey. Where are you going to go with it? You know, you sort of have to hold your nose. Everybody had the Seahawks available. People had the Bears available. But the other three split their entries up. We have one on the Chargers. Obviously, we saw that line go up with the Denver having more COVID news. Mm-hmm. One on the Saints, fading <laughs> the Panthers, and one on the Seahawks. Nobody used the Bears against the Giants. So very interesting how it, how it splits up this weekend. Yeah, it's interesting going to war with Taysom Hill with your survivor life on the line. Uh, I get it, but I'm not sure if I would be able to stomach that. Uh, Interesting, though, we got a lot of games here with some double digits, five double digit spreads so far here on this uh, day for week 17. Is there a spread that you're comfortable laying? Which one that you might be not not really apprehensive, but might like to lay the points with the favorite? Well, from the from the betters perspective, people are still betting the Buccaneers, even even if 14 and 14 and a half. That's actually our second biggest decision. 
even the fact that we have people hedging off their survivor picks, right, by, by taking teams on the money line or taking the ties. The straight betting, the, the biggest decision is actually the Buccaneers for us. Uh, we're going to need the Jets to keep this game within, uh, within two touchdowns here. Um, that's really the only game with a big spread that people are pounding outside of. We've seen some action on the Colts, not quite double digits, but people betting the Colts against the Raiders. Um, otherwise, the action in the, uh, in the games with closer point spreads like Titans. People are on the Titans. It's a, it'll be another interesting decision for us because we're going to want the Titans to win by one or two mm. because people laid three, but they also took the money line with the Dolphins. So we're in another one of those spots where we're trying to thread the needle here. And we're speaking with Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circa, and also the owner of Circa Resort and Casino, Derek Stevens, here on the pregame show. Derek, I got to ask you about this AFC North division here. We just had Nate Jacobson on in the last segment, and he brought up the point that Cleveland is an interesting play at plus 550 because if Chalk prevails, they would win the division. Is there a team that you favor in this AFC North? No, you know, if, I mean, if, as you say it, I mean, I, I really think that uh, – the Browns actually have a decent shot here. Um, I, I think the way the way uh, certain things came together, boy, and the Brown, Browns are a team that you see, you see that um, you know they they they've played well, but boy, some days they just don't show up. But I kind of like I kind of like that play in in uh, in its own way if they if they if they run out for whatever reason I've not been sold on the Bengals the whole season, and uh, well I've been wrong recently, so um, <laughs> I, I I if I had to take somebody I might take the, a shot with the Browns here. Speaking of taking a shot, Sunday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers now 13-point favorites, total of 42.5. Kirk Cousins is out. He's on the reserve COVID list. But would you be interested in taking the double-digit points there with the Vikings on the road in a division game, or is it a stay away or maybe even just lean and take the Green Bay Packers? Uh, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm excited just to see it because uh, – you know, I think the Minnesota Wild last night, that game was just spectacular television with that temperature. It's not going to be any warmer tonight, uh, I think, in uh, in Green Bay. So I, I think uh, it's going to be very tough for a road team to win at night um, in, in these type of conditions. And uh, to throw throw a quarterback into that situation, I, I just don't see, I really don't see much of much chance for the Vikings here tonight. Well, Mike, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Who do you think, is it Rodgers that's going to win MVP? I think we can all kind of assume that's what will happen, I think, just because double-digit favorites today, double-digit favorites next week against the Detroit Lions if they end up needing to win that game. Do, would, is there anyone else that provides some value on the board for MVP, or is it just Rodgers, the coronation, is going to get underway later on tonight? You know, I think if it was a little closer statistically here, um, then I would say maybe his vaccination status would come into play with the voters. Remember, only 50 people vote for NFL MVP, but it's just been it's so one-sided. I mean, when he, every year he only throws two, three, or four interceptions, and all the other leading candidates, you know, are in double digits. Brady ha struggles down the stretch with his his weapons being out. Um, Jonathan Taylor has done a great job for for the Colts, but they're not going to win that division. I think if, if Tennessee had stumbled and the Colts had come back and win that division, Taylor would have a more compelling argument. But I think right now, I, I can't make the bet because I'm not going to lay a number here. Uh, I think Rodgers is going to come home with it. Speaking of that game tonight, obviously the Circa Millions 3 coming down to the end here too and, and some compelling cases where two guys really have two entries right at the top um, with Hannibal Barca uh, having first and second and then another player second and tied for fourth. I mean... They're just games apart now. But this this is the biggest consensus game of the year because of the Cousins news. This line, remember, was seven in the contest 
Thursday morning at 10 a.m. when we put it out, we see it jump almost a touchdown. 1,921 people. I believe that's the largest number all year. It might be the yeah, largest wow. number since we've been doing this ever. ever, ever in three years chose any one team on the Packers minus seven. Yeah, no, I see that. I see 1,300 people took Rams minus three and a half, but 1,900 on Green Bay. It makes sense, though, if it's minus seven and the line is at 13. <laughs> Clearly, that's a value play. The fourth consensus pick, though, for Circa Million is Cardinals plus six. They're taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Actually, now six and a half point favorites. So on the contest, it's plus six, but you guys have six and a half total, 52 and a half. How are betters attacking this game between Dallas and Arizona, the premier game in the late afternoon window? You know, Femi, I would have thought we would have saw more buyback on the Cardinals here. I thought the line was a little bit exaggerated because we're prisoners of the moment. The Cardinals' last two losses, and then everybody remembers what them boys did to the football team on <laughs> Sunday night. I mean, that was that was that was a complete obliteration. But I mean, when you think about the look-ahead line to this, was probably two weeks ago was probably two, two and a half, and now you're getting six and a half. I keep thinking, when's the buyback coming on the Cardinals? It's not a huge decision. But we see, keep seeing Cowboy money. There's no way it can get to seven because we'll get hammered at seven with the Cardinals. But it surprises me. I think there's a lot of value here in the dog. Me personally, and I talk with them all about this, I took the Cardinals on the money line. I Ooh. mean, I, I just I look at the history of the Cowboys and how they handle prosperity, you know, and they're, look, they were rolling. They were six and one. In came the Broncos. They got absolutely shelled. This team has not been one that can carry things out and through. I think Kyler Murray has a real upset chance there in Dallas this afternoon. Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan, and I actually agree with you, Mike Palm. I played plus six. Uh, surprised to see it even get to six and a half, but uh, clearly a lot of uh, support for this Dallas Cowboys team that's best against the spread this season at 12 and three. Derek, I want to ask you about a total because I'm looking at, I got the screens up, the pregame shows are going on, and I'm seeing Josh Allen warm up, and it's snowing in Buffalo. Surprise, surprise. Right now, that total is at 46, open 44 as the Bills take on the Atlanta Falcons as 14 point favorites. Is, is it a little shocking to see this? game going uh being bet up to the over with the inclement weather we're going to see in western new york well you know you know Femi, I'm, I'm looking here at our at our uh top 10 needs and i can tell you that 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 uh that game's moved but it's not even on our top 10 right now so it hasn't had a significant impact we haven't seen too much one way or the other i can tell you the top i'll just give you the top three of the house yep. needs right now house needs uh house needs the jets today <laughs> um, circus sports house needs, uh, needs, uh, the dolphins today. And, uh, we need the Ravens today. Those are the top three. This is pretty dynamic. So, I mean, even when Mike was talking about it six, seven minutes ago, right now, these bets are coming in, uh, fast and furious, but, uh, I know a lot of people always want to know what the house needs, but those are our top top three on uh, on our list right now. Well, what we really need is a decision in the 49ers-Texans yeah. game because uh, <laughs> one of the players that uh, took the, the 49ers and Survivor bet the tie at 175 <laughs> to 1 um, for, for, for a couple thousand. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for a couple, for a couple thousand. So uh, we, we don't need that. We don't know. He drove it down from 175 to 1 to 75 to 1. <laughs> With his bet, so so we don't need that, and then and then he also played the Texans on the money line at plus five sixty. So we'd like a decision there, preferably uh, preferably that the 49ers just win the game. Yeah, no, it's interesting. You guys right now, 14 is the number. San Francisco is favored right back to kind of where it originally was before Jimmy Garoppolo was ruled out for this game for the Thunder. I guess he hasn't been ruled out just yet, but we expect it to be Trey Lance uh, at quarterback for the Niners total 44 and a half. All right, gentlemen, Derek Stevens, the owner of Circle Resort and Casino, Mike Palm, the VP of Operation, joining us as always in their usual spot. First time in 2022. Wish you guys the best of luck today, and we'll talk soon. 
Happy New Year's, everyone. Take care. All right. Happy New Year, indeed. How about that? The biggest, most consensus play, Green Bay minus seven in the Circa Million Contest, I should say. But it makes sense with it being 13 or 12, 12 and a half, wherever you're shopping there. Betters and contest players seeing the value in that number there with Green Bay laying a touchdown. On the other side, Anthony Armstrong joins us. He'll be on the green zone, but we're going to talk Cardinals-Cowboys, the premier game in the late window. It is the pregame show. Coming up here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the pregame show on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. One will win three thousand five hundred and fifty. Twenty will win 355. Join the 355 football throwdown and compete free to fight for your share of the cash. Head to DraftKings.com slash the 355 now to set your lineup today. Then go to C355 only in theaters January 7th. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It is the pregame show coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino Femi Abebefe getting you set for Kickoff in the National Football League, Week 17. Nine games kickoff in 30 minutes. And to help us get ready for a late afternoon premier game in the NFC is Anthony Armstrong, former NFL wide receiver. You'll also see him on the green zone later on this afternoon with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds talking all things Cardinals, Cowboys. Anthony, appreciate you joining us here on the pregame show. Happy New Year. Hope all is well. And I want to start off with the Arizona Cardinals. What is wrong with this Cardinals team now that they've lost three straight? You know, I think, Femi, the, the biggest thing is that they lost DeAndre Hopkins, and that changes a huge dynamic for their offense. You have that one go-to receiver that can catch the ball against single, double, and triple coverage, and now he goes away. Teams can focus on trying to contain Kyler Murray a lot more. It's put a little bit more strain on, on that offense than they've been liking to. Uh, that's been the biggest difference maker in my eyes, why they're having so much struggles here late in the season. I know Cliff Kingsbury is also, you know, he's been known to have a little bit of late season struggles, but losing a big player like that is the major reason for me. Is there anything other than Hopkins that you might attribute to Cliff Kingsbury's late season struggles? Because here we go again with this Cardinals team in the second half of the season. We saw it last year after they started off well. Now a lot of the talking heads pointed to Kyler Murray's injury being as to why they might have struggled. But is there anything else that's kind of beneath the surface that we might not know that is kind of leading to these second half slides? You know, and I, one thing I would question is just how much creativity and, and new wrinkles is he able to add to the offense late into the year? I mean, the NFL is, they are, are so good at studying tape, and once they pick up on your tendencies, you know, they're able to just take advantage of it and make you play to your weakness each and every game. You have to be able to self-scout is what the, the term that they like to use. you got to self-scout, change the way that you're going to attack teams, and come up with new ways of, of just getting different players involved. I mean, you have some talented players across the board over there, but you got to find a way to get the ball to them differently. You can't run the same thing uh, throughout the season. We're speaking with Anthony Armstrong, former NFL wide receiver. You'll also see him on the green zone at the top of the hour, talking all things Cowboys Cardinals. So the Cowboys looked awesome last week. They win 56 to 14 against the Washington football team. Everything is gravy down in Jerry world. And in fact, at DraftKings, Dallas is five to one to win the NFC is there any level of concern with this team? And if so, what would it be? What would you point to as a potential weakness and prevent them from ultimately getting to a Super Bowl? 
You know, I think the, the biggest reason that you could look to is going to have to be outside of that building. It's going to be teams like Green Bay, teams like Tampa Bay. Those two guys, maybe even uh, looking at, at the Rams, those teams outside of that building are going to be the biggest deterrents to their success. Uh, that, with, with the return of Demarcus Lawrence, that really changed what that defense is able to do. Uh, they had Micah Parsons putting his hand in the dirt, and he was creating havoc rushing from, uh, from the, you know, the, that left defensive end position. But whenever they brought Demarcus Lawrence back, it gave uh, Parsons that ability to move around and attack from different angles, drop into coverage, and really just make this defense completely different. Uh, one thing that I'm, I'm glad to see for this team, even though they whooped up on my Washington football team, <laughs> is that that offense was actually able to just really light it up. They, they have three super talented receivers who could be number ones on anybody else's roster. They've got one of the best running backs in the league. He's not playing that way so much, but he's still a very dangerous player, and, and Dak has been able to deliver the ball to everybody. So the defense has given the offense enough time to mature and to just come into their own, and it's all happening for them at the right time of the season. Yeah, real quick here, Anthony, we've got about 90 seconds left. I want to get to a couple things. Do you think this Cowboys offense is back and we see some more similar to what we saw Sunday night, or do we see the offense kind of with Dak a little pedestrian in the previous weeks, even though they won those games? You know, I think right now, the way that they're playing, they got to have a little swagger. They should continue this upward trajectory. Now, they are going up against a tough Cardinals defense, so that's going to be a major test. I want to see how they're going to be able to handle the pass rush. A lot of playmakers on that Arizona side. But I think they're they're moving in the right direction. But when you have a defense that's able to take the ball away like they do, it's going to give you a little bit of time. You don't have to go out and just try to take big shots all the time. Let the game come to you on offense, and then you'll be able to have a lot of success. Yeah, that's a great point. With the amount of times this defense forces turnovers, it definitely gives the offense a lot of opportunities to get back on track here. Anthony, final question. Got to ask you, who's going to win and what's our score for this game coming up later this afternoon? You know, I think that you're going to see Dallas win this game going away. They're probably going to – I can see them putting up about 28 to 35 points. Arizona's going to battle a little bit, but there's just going to be too much pressure uh, from that Dallas defense between the pass rush, Trevon Diggs just snatching balls out of the air. It's going to be a tough game, probably about 35-24. 35-24, indeed. That means Dallas will cover – and the game will go over the total of 52. He is Anthony Armstrong, former NFL wide receiver. You'll see him on the green zone later on this afternoon with Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds, talking all things Cowboys, Cardinals. Anthony, once again, Happy New Year, and we appreciate it, and best of luck going forward. Happy New Year to you. See you, Timmy. All right. How about that? 35-24. He's buying this Dallas Cowboys train as they are 12-3 and against the spread. We talked about this game earlier with Nate Jacobson, but it's the premier game of the early window between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. And how about this Cincinnati offense? Right now, they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs, total of 51. We've seen this total get bet up all throughout the week here at the South Point. It's even 51-and-a-half, and 51 is kind of a key number when you're talking about totals. It opened 47 and has gone up considerably and this Bengals offense is led by just a young core Joe Burrow the former first overall pick out of LSU he's been amazing 525 yards passing last week against the Baltimore Ravens and then you have Jamar Chase T Higgins look at this graphic we just put up here the Kings of the Queen City the first team in NFL history the Cincinnati Bengals to have a 4,000 yard passer 1,000 yard rusher and two 
1,000-yard receivers all under the age of 25 or younger. That's how impressive this Cincinnati team has been, and that is what the Kansas City Chiefs are going up against later on today in about 30 minutes over in the Queen City. Now, it's interesting to look at it through that perspective because this Cincinnati team, if there was to be a weakness on that roster, it would be on the offensive line. Riley Reef is done for the rest of the season, their offensive tackle. That was a lot of the discussion around draft time about do they take Chase or do they take Panay Sewell or one of these offensive linemen. Well, they're going up against a Kansas City defense that has Chris Jones in the middle. It has Melvin Ingram, who's kind of revitalized this Chiefs defense on the edge. If they can get pressure similar to what Denver did, similar to what the L.A. Chargers did earlier this week, similar to what the San Francisco 49ers did, maybe they can slow down this Cincinnati offense that looks absolutely spectacular. I cannot wait to see this game because it is a very pivotal game in terms of the AFC playoff picture out there. Quick notes here for some trends. The over is 4-1 in the Chiefs' last five games against AFC opponents, and the over is 5-0 in the Bengals' last five following an ATS win here. And we've seen that trend get backed by money in the betting market as it now sits at 51. Another game that's interesting here in this early window, we've got a couple minutes until the break here, is the Raiders taking on the Indianapolis Colts. And this one was very newsy early in the week because we thought that Carson Wentz might miss this game. He was placed on the reserve COVID list, but because the NFL tweaked the protocols for the quarantine, that allowed players to get back after five days instead of 10. So Wentz now will start for this Indianapolis Colts team against the Raiders as they are eight and a half point favorites, total of 46 and a half. We've seen that game get bet up to eight and a half. It was hanging out at seven early this weekend, seven and a half earlier today. It's moved another point. The over has gotten hit some places is here at Circa or over at Circa. It's 47, but 46 and a half is kind of the main number for this game. But the Raiders, 6-9 and nine ATS despite an 8-7 and seven record. The Colts, 9-6 and six straight up, 10-5 and five against the number. They pretty much have everyone back from the COVID list because of the altered quarantine protocols. But interesting note, though, the road team is 5-1 and one against the spread in the last six meetings between these two teams. That means you would like the Las Vegas Raiders. Also, the over, 4-0 in the last four meetings. Now, the Colts are still in the division race, but they need to win out, and they need the Titans to lose out because Tennessee has the tiebreaker over Indianapolis sweeping the season series. For the Raiders, this is a virtual playoff game, baby. It's been just win, baby, for the last couple weeks at Cleveland, then last week hosting the Denver Broncos. Now another playoff game for them as they take on this Indianapolis Colts team that is led by one Jonathan Taylor, who has just been outstanding co-favorites right now with Cooper Cup to be Offensive Player of the Year. But I cannot wait to see how this game unfolds. I know a lot of people think it's a great teaser leg, and I agree. You get a kind of relatively lower total game, not low, but average total, and you can get the Colts down through the key numbers of 7, 6, and 3 down to two and a half. So I think that is a great teaser leg for the folks who want to attack the betting market that way. But I cannot wait to see how that game unfolds. Colts right now seen as one of the dark horse contenders to win the AFC and reach a Super Bowl, but likely going to have to do it with three road victories in January. We'll see if they can get that done. But it all starts today as they host the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, on the other side, I mentioned Jonathan Taylor, Offensive Player of the Year. But we have a poll out on Twitter at Live where People all throughout the weekend have voted on who they would bet on to win Offensive Player of the Year. We'll reveal the results on the other side. Plus, we're going to run down all 15 games, latest lines, sides, and totals here on The Pregame Show.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening what's up everybody this is Stephen a smith when i'm not at my day job first tape you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and politics You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the pregame show on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the final segment of the pregame show. Come to you from the 
South Point Hotel and Casino Femi at Bebefe. 15 minutes until 15 games kick off in the National Football League. Nine in the early window, five in the late window. Of course, one on Sunday night between the Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay Packers. So with that game, of course, MVP probably sewn up. Aaron Rodgers, double-digit favorites this week, next week. We'll see what happens, but he's likely to win MVP. Who's going to win Offensive Player of the Year? That's a bigger question right now. We asked you guys on Twitter earlier this weekend, and we had four candidates for this award, and it looks like you guys favored two of them in particular. I'm sure you can guess who. Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel. Of course, Taylor and Cup co-favorites in this market. Those odds courtesy of BetMGM. And you guys, this is a tight race. Usually tighter than we typically get. But when Jonathan Taylor won the contest with 48.6% of the vote, Cooper Cup 43.7%. Interesting, just because Cooper Cup might break the record for most catches in a season, but Jonathan Taylor has had a heck of a year leading the league and rushing by a pretty wide margin. But thank you for you guys for voting. Make sure to look out for those polls every week here at VEASAN Live on Twitter is where you can find it. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Femi Abebefe if you want to yell at me for other things all throughout the NFL Sunday. Uh, playoff picture because we talked about Chiefs-Bengals and how it's a pivotal game in this playoff picture. So let's take a look at what this playoff picture looks like right now as we head into the game coming up here in about 10 minutes. The Kansas City Chiefs right now are the current number one seed, but that could change if the Chiefs were to trip up not this week or maybe even next week. If they trip up just once and the Tennessee Titans win out, Tennessee would be your number one seed in the AFC. So Kansas City needs a win and a Titans loss to clinch it today. Or if they just win today and win next week, they will be the number one seed in the AFC. Now, the AFC North is the curious one right here because you see in the hunt on the far right column, the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. All four teams are alive in this division. All four teams with a reasonable chance to win this division. One of the most interesting division races we've ever seen this late in the year. The Bengals right now 9-6. and six. If they were to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs today, which they are three-and-a-half-point underdogs, that opens up the door for the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns to win that division. I'm sick. Just incredibly fascinated to see how that unfolds later on. Of course, the wild card race for that number seven seed. Dolphins hold it right now at eight and seven. They're taking on the Titans, who are vying for the one seed. So we're going to get some moving and shaking with the Chargers lurking in the distance as eight-point favorites against the Denver Broncos. That game being a virtual elimination game later on this afternoon. Okay, we got 15 games to get to, so let's run down the board starting Right now, starting in Indianapolis, the Raiders taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, the Colts, eight and a half point favorites, total of 46 and a half. Darren Waller is out for the Las Vegas Raiders. He's on the COVID list. Carson Wentz cleared protocol. He's good to go. But Eric Fisher does not look likely for this game for Indianapolis. Giants at the Bears. Of course, this game, no playoff implications. But the Bears, six and a half point favorites, total of 36 and a half. We've seen that total drop from the opening number of 38. And we've seen the Bears get bet open for now near a touchdown in the Windy City. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the Meadowlands taking on the New York Jets. 14 and a half point favorites. Money has come in all morning long on this Buccaneers team. It was 
three or 13, I should say, earlier today. Now it's 14 and a half. Both Evans and Godwin, or rather Evans and Brown, I should say, are good to go for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they won't be with their pass rusher. Shaq Barrett is ruled out. Jason Pierre-Paul ruled out. Bruce Arians, though, important to note, will coach this game. He cleared the COVID protocol. New York Jets pretty banged up at wide receiver. Jamison Crowder out for this game. Quinnen Williams also ruled out on the COVID list. The Buffalo Bills hosting the Atlanta Falcons in Western New York. Bills, 14-point favorites, total of 46. The over has been getting bet this morning. Open 44, now 46. See a little bit of buyback on Atlanta. 14 and a half was our number earlier today. Now it's 14 painted across the board. Bills really good against the spread as double-digit favorites. In the afternoon window, the Dallas Cowboys host the Arizona Cardinals. Cowboys, six and a half point favorites, total of 52. We had Anthony Armstrong on earlier. He says he loves Dallas in this game, thinks they win at 35 to 24. The Cowboys will welcome back offensive tackle Tyron Smith to their O-line. Arizona's banged up. No DJ Humphrey. He's on the COVID list. Jordan Phillips ruled out. Marco Wilson ruled out. Marcus Golden also ruled out with COVID. So Arizona's coming into this game banged up, having lost their last three games. Carolina and New Orleans is the next game in the afternoon. There's New Orleans Saints six and a half point favorites with a total of 37. Of course, New Orleans Saints will not have Ryan Ramchick in this game. He's on the reserve COVID list. Teron Armstead is questionable. Make sure to look out for the inactives or actives 90 minutes prior to kickoff for Carolina. Brian Burns and Shaq Thompson were both ruled in for this game. Back to the morning because of the flex scheduling, the rotation order is all out of whack. The Washington football team hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles six-point favorites, total of 44 and a half. Eagles been getting bet this morning. That was about five earlier today. Now it's up to a key number of six. I'm even seeing some six minus 115s. So maybe it gets to six and a half later on. Who knows what happens in this market, but Philadelphia has been really, really good over the last few weeks here. They've won three straight. They played Washington two weeks ago, won that game by 10. Of course, Washington dealing with a lot of COVID issues. Montez Sweat, he's not going to play for personal reasons, uh, but they have a lot of other guys who are out, including Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, just the laundry list of guys who are impact players who will not play in this game for the Washington football team. Let's go over to Cincinnati, where the Bengals are three and a half point underdogs against the Kansas City Chiefs. Total of 51. No Clyde Edwards Lair for the Chiefs. For the Bengals, Logan Wilson, their leading tackler, he had missed the last three games, will play in this game for the Cincinnati Bengals. So that could be a big addition to their defense. Of course, they need a lot of help covering that middle of the field. Travis Kelsey is going to look to have a big, big afternoon in his hometown of Cincinnati. The New England Patriots taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. New England right now 17-point favorites, total of 41.5. This game also got bet up earlier this morning. It was about 16.5. We saw as high as 17.5 in the market, but it looks like it's going to settle in at 17. Jacksonville has a lot of COVID issues going on on their offensive line. Cab Robinson, Brandon Linder, Ben Barch all out due to COVID-19. Then, of course, in their secondary, Shaquille Griffin has been ruled out. Damian Harris for the New England Patriots is in. He is active for today's game. To Nashville, the Music City, where the Tennessee Titans are three-point favorites with a total of 41 taken on the Miami Dolphins. Tennessee welcomes back their linebacker, the leader of their defense, Dave.
David Long. He's missed several games with a hamstring injury, but he is good to go for this game. The Dolphins, of course, have won seven straight games this season after starting one and seven. Pretty remarkable turnaround for the Tennessee or for the Miami Dolphins, I should say. Let's bounce back to the afternoon slate here. The LA Chargers are eight-point favorites with a total of 45. Denver is dealing with a ton of COVID issues all throughout their team. The Chargers, of course, hoping to bounce back after their loss to the Houston Texans. Both teams coming off of losses, but Denver, no Teddy Bridgewater, no Bradley Chubb, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, both wide receivers out on the COVID list. Offensive tackle Bobby Massey also on that COVID list. Cortland Sutton, questionable with an illness, did not practice on Friday. He could get placed on the COVID list later today, but just keep an eye out for that 90 minutes prior to kickoff in LA. The San Francisco 49ers hosting the Houston Texans. Niners 13 and a half point favorites, total 44 and a half. No Jimmy G. It will be Trey Lance likely as the starter for the San Francisco 49ers as they try to bounce back after their loss to the Tennessee Titans last Thursday. We'll see how San Francisco tries to attack things. Probably a lot of rushing for this Niners offense as they go up against a Texans defense that's not very good. In the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle Seahawks, eight and a half point favorites, total 41. The Seahawks of all teams have been getting bet all throughout this morning. In fact, at the South Point, it's Seattle minus nine in this game. Tim Boyle will be the starter for the Detroit Lions. The Seahawks a little banged up on that offensive line. Keep an eye on that. Brandon Shell is doubtful. Damian Lewis has been ruled out with the COVID list. So Seattle a little banged up on the O-line. Alex Collins is questionable at running back, dealing with an abdomen issue for the Seahawks in what might be Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle. Back to the morning window, the Baltimore Ravens hosting the L.A. Rams. Baltimore seven-point underdogs with a total of 47. This line has been bet up to seven. Now that it is confirmed that Lamar Jackson is indeed out of this game, Tyler Huntley will play play for the Baltimore Ravens for LA of course they they had a little bit of an injury scare Leonard Floyd was questionable Cam Akers he's out but Leonard Floyd will play in this game no Anthony Averett for the Baltimore Ravens and finally Sunday Night Football the Green Bay Packers 13 point favorites against the Minnesota Vikings no Kirk Cousins for Minnesota it will be Sean Mannion who starts for the Vikings all right those are all 15 games week 17 of the National Football League. Thank you to the owner of Circa Resort and Casino, Derek Stevens, of course, of his VP of Operations, Mike Palm. Thank you to Nate Jacobson, sports betting analyst at Stadium. And thank you to Anthony Armstrong, former NFL wide receiver. You'll see him on the green zone coming up here at the top of the hour. That does it for us. Take a look at the Sportsbook South Point Hotel and Casino. Coming up next here on VEASAN, the green zone. Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds, seven hours, live betting bonanza. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. 
So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.